Hello everyone, this is the Phaeologist, and welcome to Phaeology, the study of Fire Emblem Heroes. Uh, so for this episode, I'm really excited to discuss some of the new updates that we've received recently, uh, in particular the new modes, uh, Brigade, the Brigade mode, or the Rival Domains, as well as the Blessed Gardens. So uh, I wanted to take a look at them a little bit more and analyze them to see if there's anything that we can learn from uh, these modes as far as uh, specifically beating the Infernal map uh, with Rival Domains, as well as um, how helpful the Blessed Gardens are, especially for a free-to-play player, uh, with all the rewards you get. So with that, uh, that's the outline for this show today, and let's begin by talking about Brigade Mode, or Rival Domains. So first of all, I'm a big fan of this because it is free. It takes zero stamina to play, so that is awesome. Um, my initial thought of Brigade Mode, though, before it was released, was that I thought it was going to be more like an arena mode where you would go up against another real player's brigade and, you know, get the score. You know, since they teased us with that image a couple weeks ago with Rival Domains having a score at the end of each map, I thought that there would be, you know, somewhat of a ranking mode uh, along with the mode as well. Uh, you know, as well as, you know, getting rewards based on your rank, things like, you know, like we see in Arena. And I guess that is not the case for now, uh, since it's under special maps and it's kind of a one-and-done type of deal like all the other maps in special in the special maps are. So I'm not saying that this is bad. I, I, I like the direction that IS is taking with this new type of map. I really quite enjoy it. It feels like a regular Fire Emblem game with, like, you know, you get your 10 characters out there, 10 to 12 or so, on a huge map. Um, it's really fun and really nostalgic. I, I just wonder if they're putting it out there for now, you know, kind of testing the waters, getting a reaction from us, and seeing if they're... I wonder if they're going to spice it up a little bit later. Because they kind of did that with other modes. For example, with Tempest Trials, they kind of, in a way, made it... They, they tweaked it, making it easier... I remember the first uh, Tempest Trials with Quick and Pulse as the reward. I, I believe it was at 50. You had to get 50k, a score of 50k to, to reach that. But it was really hard to get there. Um, I, I remember if I was playing, I was if I could auto battle with my team, I was doing it on like the hardest hard mode. Not I didn't even touch Lunatic, and so it was really tough to grind and get up all the way to. Uh, quick and pulse and beyond. I think I stopped there. I didn't even get the rest of the rewards up to 900, you know, 99k points, and uh, I don't think I had enough stamina potions to get there anyway. But but then, as we know, they've made Tempest Trials a little bit easier to uh, rank up. They've made the rewards uh, uh, more attainable as well. And so, you know, since then, and and like like Lunatic mode, I I auto battle on that that uh, second hardest mode. Uh, that first lunatic mode that you see and so doing that you know I spend about 20 to 30 stamina potions and I I can grind up to 99k so uh, and reap those rewards there so I really appreciated that when IS did that and so they I mean they've changed other things as well there's the multiplier thing in voting gauntlet um, and you know a bunch of other things and so IS definitely has the capability and they've 
been proven to do so in the past to change modes. And so I wonder, I wonder if they'll do something different or, or spice it up uh, with brigade mode. And I, I think there's a lot of potential there. And if we do tell IS about what, you know, what we think about the mode and everything, I know that they'll listen and take into account our feelings. But anyway, um, continuing on with rival domains, as far as the rewards are concerned, um, I think, and I'll talk about rewards a little bit later with gardens because I have a little bit of uh, more of an opinion about that there. But for brigades, there really wasn't much to be offered. I think uh, I forgot what the rewards are were exactly. I, you know, auto battled through the first three maps and uh, just kind of went in and out and got the rewards. But I think there was only like one or two orbs and a few feathers that were available in those first three maps. I do know that there is ten divine dew available for the infernal mode because I haven't beaten it yet. Um, I've been meaning to just kind of sit down and, and try a little bit harder on that, but, um, but for it being a weekly thing, you know, it doesn't really, uh, add up to the amount you get from like arena, you know, arena you get, um, I don't know, on average, let's say you're 20 or tier 22 or 19, you get like three to four orbs, you get like, you know, two to 3000 feathers or so. Uh, based on your rank uh, and defense as well, and you do get like 10 sacred coins, 10 refinery um, ore, and don't forget, you know, those rewards are available as well in Arena of the Salt, and so as far as like a weekly, uh, the standard for a weekly amount of rewards, you know, comparing that to Arena and Arena Salt, the rival domains right now is lacking thereof, so um, but that's okay because I, you know, it's a new mode, and you know, they're. I, th I feel like they're just testing the waters out for now and seeing how we like it, and maybe there will be some more rewards in the future. So, I mean, I, I feel like right now it's more of the content rather than the reward that we are playing this new mode, and that's okay for me right now. I will still play it, and it's still a lot of fun to to test out. So, so let's jump into the actual gameplay of this new rival domain and I thought it was really fun you know going back to nostalgic times with Fire Emblem bigger maps a lot more uh, people on your team this is awesome the warping it's like the warp staff from all the games you know so it's like really cool to move your your, your players up there and to the other camp and stuff so I think that was pretty cool um, as far as the difficulty is concerned, it does seem a little bit easy. Like I mentioned, I was able to just auto-battle uh, the first three maps. Uh, of course, you know, if you do include your friends' uh, units that are really, you know, buffed up, you know, plus 10 merged, then it's really easy anyway. And so uh, that's a cool feature, too. It, it gives the friend list a little bit more of a purpose. And I am... I am all for that, and that's a, a point for IS. But it would be nice to see if there was a way, like in Tempest Trial, to to grind up your score. You know, like accumulate points to get rewards and things like that. So maybe in the future they can set it up kind of like a Tempest Trial event. And But, you know, we'll see if they do that or not. Personally, uh, like I mentioned before, I, I don't mind... The so the you know actual visualization of the map I don't mind it being too small like the units being really small the icons I think it's it's cool that they're changing it around using 
you know, the same style that we, we know and love in Fire Emblem Heroes, but uh, tweaking it in a little bit of a different way, I'm all for that. So, now for scoring, here's where I'm going to break this down, because I, I wanted to analyze this a little bit further, because it's not as clear for me, I probably is for you, you know, maybe some of you have already cleared it anyway, but for me, uh, I really needed to sit down and think about how to get through Infernal. And if if anything, this is just a, some food for thought. But uh, one thing I'm going to mention is that I totally forgot uh, that there was a bonus uh, for these maps. I, I forgot to, the first time, I ca- a couple times that I played through the maps, I didn't know that you could get a bonus score for killing enemies with infantry units. And so don't forget that. And I'll talk about that a little bit later and how that affects your score at the end. Um, but let's see, I do notice that there, that first of all, as far as scoring is concerned, the harder the difficulty, the more points you are awarded. So for example, if you get an S rank in normal mode, you get 180 points for that. In hard mode, it's 240. Lunatic 300, I, th- I believe, and uh, Infernal's 360. So the amount of points that you need to get the reward as well goes up. Uh, normal, I believe it's 800, and I, I think it goes up by 200 points uh, for each difficulty until you get to 1,400 points for the Infernal maps. And so that's our goal for the Infernal mode. But in all, I, I feel like it doesn't really matter how many points you get because everything is proportional uh, based on your ranking in uh, in the performance in your in your map, and so we don't really need to talk about how many points you need. It's just about how to get that rank in each section of your scoring card. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about next. So first of all, let, let's let's take them in order. Let's go down. The first score that is listed there is for, for foes defeated. Uh, looks like you need to get 20 characters defeated in order to get the S score. Uh, for example, I just auto battled auto-battled in lunatic mode and stopped myself before reaching 20. I I defeated 18 characters and I got the A rank. So that's one thing to look for is to kill at least 20 points. It's worth noting that once you defeat 20, you notice that it kind of lights up in that top left section of your screen and you won't get any more points added to your foe's defeated score for more people killed. So if you kill 21, 22 people, you're still going to get that S rank and you're going to get that uh, that score for for that um, section. For the S ranks in Camps Held and Fortress Defense, this is pretty straightforward. You don't let the enemy get to your fortress and you need to take the enemy camp and keep it. So that might be a challenge, especially in the Infernal mode, to take that camp and not let the enemy come and rush you and, you know, take out that camp and take the, take it back. And so I feel like that's going to be the hardest part, but it's pretty, you know, easy and straightforward. I don't I don't think it's going to be a, much of a problem for the enemy, as far as these maps are concerned. Maybe it is in the future, but I haven't seen a problem with uh, enemies getting as far as to your own fortress and trying to take that out. So you're pretty much going to get a, an S rank for that. And just take that camp and keep it, which, uh, you know, you can warp any units that are lost up to there anyway, and so it should be pretty easy to keep that. 
um, yours, and you can get that S rank from there. So the next score in uh, next section of scoring is the fortress offense, and that's also pretty straightforward. It takes three hits to defeat the fortress, the enemy fortress, and for each hit you go up a rank. So if you don't touch it at all, you get a C rank. If you hit the fortress once, um, I, I tried that out, I, and you do get a B rank. So and then two hits is an A, and then if you defeat it and end the map then you get the S rank of course. So um, so you have to defeat the map entirely for that. I was curious about if the amount of units that you lost had any effect to your score and it, it really doesn't. I've, I've tested it out and it doesn't really affect like your offense score or anything, defense as well. Um, those scores are entirely up to uh, you know the camp or the fortress that you're taking out and so I feel like you can just go at it Don't you don't even need to be strategic. You can just bait out units throw them out there if they die they die and You can just get some more units from your backup brigade and They can warp up and you can continue so I don't know if you I haven't really tested it out if you can lose you know up to 20 units or I mean, you start off with like, I don't know, 10 or so, right? And so if you lose up to 10 units, if that is it and you're done, um, I don't know if they, because I think there is a section that says that you can draw from a pool of units that weren't necessarily from your setup brigade. But um, in any case, I think it's not as significant because you only have 10 turns anyway. And so if, if you're using especially, you know, strong units from your own barracks as well as your friends list, then you probably won't need to worry about losing too many units. You can lose a few and it won't affect your score. So finally, let's talk about the bonus. Uh, the point is, for this week, I'm, I'm assuming that this will change, uh, that you should use as many infantry units as possible in your brigade to up that score. Uh, so let's crunch some numbers and see how important this bonus is. So taking lunatic mode, uh, for the S rank, you you know, in the first four categories that we've already mentioned before, the S rank score is 360 points, right? So, oh, I'm sorry, the, the first three. So if you, and this is for uh, fortress, if you take out the fortress, take out the camp, and um, hold your own camp and not let the enemy touch it. So three sections, three times 360 is 180 points. If you do defeat 20 characters... Uh, regardless if if you're using an infantry based brigade or not you get 400 points so it makes sense that you would get the reward uh, you would get the reward if you killed 20 people and got all the way to the end within 10 turns and took their fortress you would get uh, more than enough points to get the reward if that is uh, too hard though then that's where the bonus can help so for example on infernal mode in one battle I got eight bonus kills and I got a B rank with 160 points and so that was to test out how many points is worth each bonus kill and that's 20 points so if you for example kill 20 enemy you know units and they were all infantry kills you would get 400 bonus points there in addition to the 400 for the 20 kills so if you add those up, you'd only need 600 points left 
to get the reward for the, you know, to get 1400 points. And that can easily be achieved if you reach the enemy camp and protect your own fortress. And so you wouldn't even need to get all the way to the enemy fortress. You just have to get to that camp and hold it. Um, maybe you can kill, you know, like over, you know, 20 people with infantry units. So I don't know. I don't know if that would add to the bonus that you get. I don't think so because the bonus is ranked as well. And so if you get 20 kills, you probably max out at the S rank and get that 400 points. But in, you know, in conclusion, if you have, you have basically two different ways to reach your goal. You can either beat the map, reach the fortress and kill 20 units, of course, take that camp and get your, your divine due, or you can get, use the bonus, make up a brigade with mostly infantry units, get to that camp and tank and get at least 20 kills, of course, and you should be fine either way. Of course, you can kind of mix the two, and that's probably how most people have done it anyway. You know, they still use um, an infantry-based team. They get as far as they can to the fortress. They don't necessarily tank out at the camp, and they are able to still get 1,400 points and get the get the Divine Dew. And so whatever works for you, you do it. But I guess to polarize things in, in, in analysis, if you want to look at it that way, those are kind of two different strategies to approach the rival domain. So which way is easier if you had to choose one? I think it depends on your friends list, really. If you have a lot of friends with highly merged infantry units, which I don't, <laughs> then you would want to go the bonus route. It'd probably be easier because you're just going to kill off off units with, with those units and reach the score pretty easily. So... So I guess it really pays to have friends in this game now, and so feel free to put your friend ID out there or just search for someone who already has, and you can add them to your friends list and get those infantry units that that you probably don't have. You know, they probably have some five-star characters that were pretty hard to get. Maybe they are a whale and have merged them up plus 10, and that is an awesome addition to your team uh, to be able to use, and so and to diversify it, of course, since you can't put duplicate characters on your brigade. Um, but if you have a team uh, that is, you know, kind of like my team, where it's kind of varied, you have a lot of horse units, a lot of armor, flyers, or if you do have friends with kind of a mixed thing, then uh, just go ahead and shoot, you know, put as many infantry units as you can, but shoot for ending the map and clearing the fortress, uh, d defeating the fortress before the map clears, and you should be fine. So, anyway, those are my thoughts on the brigade mode, the rival domains. Really awesome. And now let's talk about the second mode added in this recent update, and that's the Blessed Gardens map. So the Blessed Gardens map, I think this is a great addition to the game. I don't know if I feel like, you know, rival domains is different enough that it warrants its own or sorry, like I thought that this um, rival domain, the rival domains map, would be in that top left corner in the battle screen, you know, because Blessed Gardens is just a bunch of maps, basically, like you would see in special maps mode. But I guess it really doesn't matter where they put them as long as we have them, right? 
Um, I know that the maps on the garden mode seem a little bland, but here is my free-to-play perspective and thought on that. The, re the rewards that you get from Blessed Gardens are fantastic. For example, in the ice maps, you get 10 orbs, 2,000 feathers, uh, and 20 divine dew. Not to mention the, the four blessings that you get for the, the following maps, element, wind, right, and, and so on and so forth, and so that's always nice. The rewards are, I've noticed, are slightly different for each set of maps. So, for example, you get uh, only five orbs from the wind set of maps, but 4,000 feathers and 20 dew. Earth map, you get 40 dew, and fire map, it's back to 10 orbs and 2k feathers and 20 dew. So, in total, you get, from all four maps, you get 30 orbs, 10,000 feathers, and 100 dew. So that is not bad at all. And with every week having a new map, we know that the new ice maps are going away tomorrow, and so you can get a whole uh, new set of rewards there, so you better... Um, beat that map before it goes away, but um, you hopefully will get this same amount again. Let's assume that, right? That you get this uh, same amount each month. The 30, uh, f sorry, the yeah, the 30 orbs, the 10,000 feathers, and so on. From my perspective, this is how I see orbs, and this is how um, I approach summoning as well as a free-to-play uh, player. You may do it differently, but this is my perspective on things. So I am at the point, you know, in the game since I have been playing from launch where I do have enough characters for Arena Assault, you know, enough five-star characters, people that I consider strong enough to form a good team. Um, I'm comfortable in that position. So right now I only save up for legendary banners or special banners that are intriguing to me. So for example, uh, I've been doing this for a few months now, but this last month I spent all my orbs on the legendary Ephraim banner, and I, I got pretty lucky, and I got a, a few pretty cool five-star characters, but, um, you know, I was at zero at the start of March. I usually, you know, so then I, I grind through Tempest Trials whenever we have that. I do all the quests, uh, the March or, you know, whatever month that you're in, the, the specific quests that you have, the special maps, I I grind through everything, the GHBs. I haven't done the the elite quests yet, and so that's uh, something I still have to do, but um, we have a year to do that. Anyway, I after getting through all of these quests and the Tempest Trials and everything, I end up with around 160 to 200 orbs, depending on, you know, what they decide to give us as far as login bonuses, um, special maps, and things like that. Um, I do mention, I, I do want to mention that I, I haven't really completed the chain challenges yet, and so I have like 30 or 40 orbs left to go in that, you know, in the lunatic mode. It's like my, my extra stash, just in case I need to use it. I actually tapped into that last month when they released the Love of Bounds, because I got the new Hector, which was amazing, and but I really wanted Lin, and so I I grinded through a few chain challenge maps, got about 50 to 60 orbs, and then got uh, the LA Lin, so that was a really fun moment for me, but um, anyway, so I do also want to mention when I go through uh, the summoning too, I, 
I do a full summoning circle with each new banner. Uh, for example, this last branded king banner, I did um, get my free summon, and then I just summon on the four remaining orbs, colors, and I feel okay doing this because I end up, you know, going back into the story mode, getting the orbs that are in each mode, and I either, you know, break out even with uh, 15 orbs if it's a paralog map, for example, or I end up, you know, getting five orbs more than what I started with if I just do one full circle with that full summon, since we do save five, five orbs there. So um, I don't necessarily do that all the time. Well, I have been doing that most of the time just to, you know, get a chance at getting one of the, the focus units, having a, a unit like that ready for arena or just to, you know, get some more fodder or merges. But anyway, um, point is I usually save up the orbs until the end of the month when there's a really cool legendary or special banner. And, you know, I, I spend them all there. So my point also being with uh, connecting this back to garden, the new garden mode, with the amount of rewards that we get per month, that b would bump up my saved up amount at the end of the month by f about 50 or so, plus or take, you know, 10. And that's a lot of orbs. That's a lot of summoning right there, especially if I'm like sniping for a specific color. I have a better chance of getting what I want. So regardless of, you know, the blandness or, you know, the lack of creativity, perhaps, that these maps offer, I am very grateful that IS has decided to do that and to give us more free-to-play orbs that we can earn in a special way, you know, using legendary heroes or blessing um, blessings on our favorite heroes as well to be able to get that. So, um, and, and that's only talking about orbs. I, you don't even have to, you know, there's dew and feathers too. Who doesn't want that, right? And so everything is good about these, these new maps. Uh, so to finish off this this thought too, I was thinking about who to send my blessings to, because I've been hoarding them, you know, since they've been giving us a few quests recently to stock up on each type of blessing, and I, you know, I was waiting for this new garden mode to come out, and I didn't really want to assign anyone a, a blessing until I had really thought about it, and so here are my thoughts. Uh, since we have more ice blessings than the other types of blessings right now, I think that you can be a little bit more generous with them and kind of just hand them out to whoever you think it's wise uh, to assign them to. I, I think that it is not a bad decision to go and assign those blessings to your core team. And what I mean by core team is like, you know, three or four of your best units that you end up using to score well in Arena, for example. Um, since the ice blessing gives speed, I think that is one of the most important stats in the game, and so if you're assigning that to your core team, you know, they could definitely benefit from speed anyway. So I think I think that is a, a good idea if, if you're looking for ideas on who to give blessings to. Go ahead and give the water, or sorry, the ice ones to your core team. Uh, if you want, like, and, and that SP, I think another reason why I wanted to do this too is the doubled SP feature that blessings give. Uh, if new skills come out, or if you just want to 
toy around with your you know best characters then you can do that because you know they're going to be grinding an arena and getting more and more sp and it'll be a little bit more flexible in the future if some really cool skill comes out for you know for example i one day in the future if i do happen to get a distant counter i want to put that on my elwood since he um he's my plus 10 merged uh leading character right now and so i think that would be awesome to have on him so he does now have the water blessing on him and or the ice blessing excuse me but um if i keep using him in arena he's going to grind up and he's going to have enough sp for when the time comes he can learn that so i think that is awesome with the other blessings too i here's another thought for you if you can give them to your emblem teams, right? For example, you know, armor emblem, flyer emblem, horse emblem, and dragon emblem. You, and I thought of this too because we have legendary Ephraim and Gunthra, right? And they're both cavalier units, of course. And so if you assign either the fire or the wind blessing on three other horse units and give them those blessings, that would just be an extra amazing boost in addition to their goad and fortify buffs that they normally get right? For example, I think the fire blessing, which gives, um, I think it gives, what does it give? Uh, defense, right? I think the defense would really work well with an armor team, for example, right? You can probably give resistance or the, the wind blessing that gives resistance to a flyer team because they usually have good resistance anyway. But anyway, you can, you, you can decide who to put them on. You don't have to put them on an emblem team. That's just a, a thought that I just had. But um, And especially this is true too because we have uh, the tactic skills now in C-Skill. And it is available on Legendary Ike as a free unit too. And so why not throw on, you know, uh, make up a team that is mixed uh, you know, two armors or two horse units with two infantry units, and then you can assign blessings to all three, uh, or, or those three units, plus you have Legendary Ike. And so um, that is totally a decision as well, and that is looking to be, I think, a part of the future too. Uh, we're going to see a lot more tactic teams in the future, I think. And But anyway, you, you put them, put those blessings on whoever you want. If you have, you know, a whole, just a variety, a random set of, strong units that you just love and you just want to mix them together form a theme team as well go ahead and throw those blessings on it you have my blessing to do so right <laughs> but um keep in mind that it is a permanent thing and that if you do assign a different blessing to a person that has a blessing it will lose that former blessing so so be careful with those but have fun at the same time and i hope that is useful and and helpful to you guys as you are assigning blessings to complete these maps and reap the wonderful rewards that are in this uh, garden mode. But anyway, that pretty much wraps up this uh, podcast, and I am very grateful for you guys listening to me. I welcome any suggestions, comments, or ideas for future content. You can reach me at phaeology at gmail.com or you can visit my website at phaeology.wordpress.com. I do have a Reddit account, so look up Phaeologist, and I should be there, and you can message me there, of course. And um, I, you know, I'll try to put up my friend code is there, 
up there as well if you want to uh, be my friend and use my my character in the brigade mode if you want. Uh, but anyway, please feel free to reach out to me. Let me know if you have any suggestions or comments. And thank you for listening again. And until next time, have fun with heroes and have a good day.